We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, Jorge, I think it's time we confronted a really tricky topic. Mm, do you think we have time for that? Uh, you know, there's no time like the present. Hmm, it could be a good time. Might be a fun way to pass some time. All right, I'll make time for it. It's about time. <laughs> so corny. <laughs> <laughs> How many time puns can one fit into a single podcast? That's right. How much time do you have? <laughs> um, I've got time. I think it's a timely set of puns. Well, you use that pun time after time. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else. <laughs> Now's the time to start the podcast. Now's the time to tackle this tricky topic. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. It's time for our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, a production of iHeartRadio. In which we take everything about the universe, the now, the future, the past, the deep, deep, deep past, and try to explain it to you. That's right. We take the time to take a little bit of your time and maybe get you to understand a little bit more about this amazing and spacious place that we live in called the universe. That's right. And sometimes we like to grapple with topics that are sort of obvious, you know, sort of things that are right in front of you and understand, like, does physics know how to make sense of it? Does physics have a good definition of it? Do we understand why it's this way and not that way? That's right. And so today we're tackling a topic that is probably in everybody's mind all the time. That's right. This is something you think about every day from when your alarm clock goes off to when it's time to go to bed. Today on the podcast, we will be talking about... 
time. What is time anyway? Yeah, and why does it only go forwards? Why do you remember the past and not the future? Can you remember the future? That would be pretty cool. Well, that's the whole question, right? On one hand, very intuitive understanding of time. We all know what time is, right? Yesterday was right. yesterday, tomorrow's tomorrow, right? Now is now.、Mm-hmm. But when you get down to it, we don't really understand why we have it, right? Why is it like that? Why does it only go forwards? Why is the future different from the past? Yeah, it's weird to think that we are in the present right now and there's a past. Going backwards in time, and there's a future going forwards in time, but what's really the difference between those two things? Yeah. Like, why can't I see or feel or have some, any kind of memory about the future? Yeah, exactly. What makes it different? Why is the past fixed, right? Unchangeable, unless you believe in crazy science fiction time travel stories, which I don't, and the future undetermined, right? What's the difference? Can,、yeah. can physics reveal that? Is there some understanding of time from physics that tells us why one is different from the other? Yeah, why is there an arrow of time, like a, a one way sign in the universe, in the highway of time of the universe? Yeah, and this is one of those wonderful questions because on the surface of it, it seems kind of dumb. Like somebody、mm. asks you, What is time? You're going to tell them, Oh, it's three o'clock. And if they dig deeper and ask you, know, like, What does time even mean, man? Sometimes I say it's two o'clock, depending on the <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> oh, I always give the same answer no matter what time it is. <laughs>、oh, really? That way people stop <laughs> asking me. No, my kids are always Actually, asking my... me, Hey, what time is it? And they have like a watch on their hand. There's like two watches on the wall.、I'm、like, why are you asking me?、Uh-huh. So I always just say it's three o'clock no matter what. So that they stop、nice. asking me. <laughs> it sounds like, a, sounds like the same parenting strategy my, my wife has when we go on road trips. They always ask, How long are we till we get there? Is it, are we there yet? And she always answers, Nope, it's going to take 20 more hours. <laughs> no matter what. You're like pulling into、no、the place、what. and she's like, 20 more hours. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. She always says 20 hours. It's a great strategy. You know, me and your wife, we, we, we would、uh, really get along. It seems like we see eye to eye about how to handle these approaches, how to handle these, these problems. <laughs> you, you, would, <laughs> you would have some very、um, sarcastic kids, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly.、Um, anyway, I love these questions, you know, that are like on the surface so simple, but when you dig deep, they reveal like enormous gaps in our knowledge about the universe. Those questions are the best because those are the opportunities to reveal that the universe. Is different from the way we understood. Like the way we think about the universe reflects just our experience, the way we've lived and grown up, and not something fundamental, something universal, right? And that's the whole goal of physics. Yeah. It's one of those questions like、um, it makes you kind of look almost inwards or look in your, like you, one day you just wake up and you don't even know where you're standing or how, you, <laughs> how the house that you live in was built. Whoa, don't lose grasp of reality there, Jorge. We're trying to dig deep. A little we're bit. Not, we're it, not trying to make it, you go crazy. <laughs> doesn't it make you kind of question at, like, the very nature of the universe? It does. It's sort of like if you say a word like a hundred times, like say the word marriage a hundred times,、mm-hmm. it starts to turn into a really weird word, right? You take it apart, you look at it, you're like, that's really strange. It's the same thing <laughs> with the concept of time. Like, you know, pick、mm-hmm. up your hand and rub your fingers together, right? You're feeling that、mm. right now, right? But what does now mean, right? Now, sort of like,、mm. is always, it's infinitely short and it's slipping constantly into the past. You can never grasp onto it. You can never hold it, right? It's always, you're always losing it. It's a really strange concept, the concept of now. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I don't know if that's 
what makes marriage weird, but... <laughs> no, there's lots of things that make marriage weird. Um, saying it a hundred times is not it. But um, I remember reading a book about consciousness back when I was really interested in the science of consciousness, which we can talk about in another podcast. But the basic idea in that book, it's by Daniel Dennett, it's called Consciousness Explained, is that there is no now. That your the consciousness is basically an illusion. That all you're ever doing is remembering the immediate past. And I don't know if I believe that, but it really made me think about what now is and how you can never really grasp it. It's always just like sliding away from you. And, right. you know, whether it really exists, whether there is a now, right? Whether there's a special instant that, that differentiates between the past and the future. Right, right. Because sort of technically in physics, uh, time could go both ways, right? Like you could... It, time is kind of just like an arrow you can flip back and forth in the equations that you guys use, right? Yeah, time is not really very central to physics. Yeah, I mean, it, on one hand it is, and on one hand it isn't. Um, you could write a lot of physics down without ever thinking about time. On the other hand, time is is a central property of physics because we're trying to use physics to predict the future. So um, right. this, time is both like not part of physics and deeply entwined in it at the same time. So it's uh, right. it's an important topic. Yeah, no, and it's a topic that everybody experiences, right? At every second of the day, every day of the year, every year of their life, they're experiencing time and they're moving forwards in it. And All they the time. Are, they feel it, right? Yeah, they think about it. They think about the future. They remember the past. And, and so it kind of makes you wonder how many people actually think about or know what time actually is. Yeah, exactly. So I was wondering, do people know why time goes forward? Like, I mean, physicists don't really, but it's always fun to ask general public questions that scientists don't know the answer to, just to see what they come up with. So I walked around the UC Irvine campus and I asked people, why does time only go forwards? Here's what people had to say. Do you know why time only goes forwards? Um, not really, honestly. I have like some sort of like intuition why it only goes forward but i don't think we can explain that yeah okay cool i have no idea okay. <laughs> no i don't any guess if i had to go i'd just say gravity or something okay no i don't any idea best guess uh no i'm sorry no? Okay. i think time is like the fourth dimensional right mm -hmm. so I, I actually i don't know about <laughs> tricky right yeah okay um i'm not sure Okay. Well, when I think of time, I think of it kind of almost as linear progression, mm -hmm. meaning that it's a constant in the universe and it's always kind of moving forward. And that's something that we accept as being a fact of the universe, at least as we understand it now. So in that regards, I think that's why we can only see it as moving forwards because it doesn't kind of make sense to us or it's not even physically possible currently for us to move backwards in time. So we don't consider it in that way. I think it might be a matter of observation. So relative to us, time moves forward and the way that we experience the world just biologically is designed to be in a manner that is sort of one-dimensional on a forward line all the time. But in reality, it might be that the fourth dimension uh, of time in space-time might just be a way of describing the universe that the math predicts from uh, physics and biology and perhaps other related science fields. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I got a pretty good mix of answers there, right? From the standard yeah. <laughs> physics like gravity, which is a, you know, that's a good answer. You never know. It might be right. Oh, gravity. That's, somebody actually said gravity <laughs> was the answer. Said, I don't know, gravity? <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah, well, right? gravity is like the answer to half the questions in physics. The way like 
pi is the answer to half the questions in math, right? So if you have no mm. idea, you could just say gravity and gravity, half the time you'll be right. Yeah. Not the movie, The Force. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the fabric of space-time itself. That's right. It's gravity. Yeah. And then, you know, some other folks had some more elaborate discussions. Yeah. But, um, some people had opinions. People did have opinions, yeah. Some of them were sort of longer word salad, right? You know, some of them hit on some of the scientific concepts, time being a fourth dimension, etc. Um, but, um, yeah, a lot of people, when I asked them this question, you could just see in their faces that they had not ever considered this. They're not even a question really? they had imagined. But as soon as they thought about it, they realized they didn't know. And that's my favorite part of this this topic, oh. is that nobody, nobody has really thought about it in terms of the general public. But as soon as they do, they're very curious, right? Those are the right. best questions. It's amazing how little you actually kind of need to know about the universe to live a full and, and happy life. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, a full, productive, true. happy life. There's so much you don't need to know. Ignorance uh, is bliss. You know, that does have a meaning. Yeah. People have been living in this universe for hundreds of thousands of years, depending on how you count the beginning of humanity. And there's been a lot of happiness and joy without really any understanding. I mean, I, I would say right. people 500 years ago basically knew nothing about the way the universe actually works. But, you know, right. people had birthday parties and uh, ate cakes and uh, had moments of joy. So Yeah, I mean, like a hundred, only a hundred years ago, right? In the 1900s, early 1900s, uh, people didn't know the concept of atoms or quantum physics, right? Yeah, that was about a hundred years old. We didn't know how long the universe had been around, right? So pretty mm-hmm. basic stuff about the way the universe works is pretty modern, right? So We didn't know there were other galaxies, right? No, they didn't. Um, so what's your point no. here? Your point is you don't need physics to be happy? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> physics saying, is irrelevant happiness? Um, you th- think of how much of a richer life you, you can lead if you know physics. Okay, I like the way you spun that back, right? Using all this technology <laughs> to talk to me that's based on I physics. Mean, not, not, like, not like money rich, but, you know, like spiritually rich. Right, right. Um, isn't your career based on technology that was developed with the help of physicists? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where would you and be is without it, isn't, physicists? Isn't your science uh, dependent on technology to, to progress? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, I am a tiny little mite standing on the shoulders of giants, absolutely. But so are we all. So are we all. Yeah. Well, maybe it's time we got back on topic here. And um, so let's break it down for people, uh, Daniel. What, uh, how do physicists see time? Like if, I, if, uh, if you're at a conference and you guys are talking and somebody says, hey, guys, what is time? What do you think people would generally say? I think there'd be a lot of disagreements because we don't really have a great description of time. You know, one that really makes mm. sense. And, you know, the way physics approaches a problem is first you try to build like a model of the problem. You try to describe it in a way that we can grapple using the language that we're familiar with, which is mathematics. Mm. You try to find an equation that tells you what, what, what's happening. Yeah, exactly. You know, something's happening in the real world. Maybe it's like a, um, a ball is being thrown in the air, and we try to understand it. So we write down a bunch of equations to describe it, um, and that lets us build that model in our heads and manipulate it and then use information from the, mo- from the model to describe what's happening in the world. Cool. How do we do that with time, right? How do we ask this question about like, why can I remember the past and not the future? Why does ice melt but not unmelt, right? These kinds of questions about time. It's pretty hard to, to um, wrap your, your mind around. One approach is to think about the universe in terms of a bunch of snapshots, 
Like you think about a movie, right? What is a movie? It's mm-hmm. not really a continuous experience in time. If you're looking at the screen, you're not really seeing smooth motion. You're seeing a bunch of snapshots. Right. You're seeing like a little cells in a film or like a, a bunch of screenshots. Yeah, it's a bunch of screenshots. And they're just packed so tightly together that you don't notice that they're not actually smoothly varying, right? Your brain does the interpolation for you and tells you a story. So sometimes you, we think about the universe that way. We think about like all the universe at this moment and then all the universe at the next moment and all the universe at the next moment, like snapshots of the universe. By snapshots, you mean like what is every particle doing and where is it going? Yeah, exactly. And time then is a way to sort of order those snapshots is to say this one first, that one next, that one next, um, and to sort of put them together. This one can go in front of the other one. Yes, or, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it, it limits um, the ordering. Yeah, and in that sense, physics, the job of physics is to take all the snapshots in the past and predict the ones in the future and to say, okay, according to the laws of physics, the next snapshot will look like this. Or if you want to talk quantum mechanically, there's a probability distribution of the next snapshots. These are likely, these are unlikely, these are impossible, right? So physics... Um, takes sort of that view of time. And there's a bunch of caveats there, like you can't have a snapshot of the whole universe, right? Because time is not universal. It means different things right. for different people. You can't know everything about the universe. But, you know, you take a small enough model or a single particle or something. You could also have quantum, I mean, you also have quantum states, right? Like, isn't that prevent you from getting an exact snapshot of the universe? Yeah, exactly. So you can't really get an exact snapshot, but you could do a quantum mechanical version. You could say, well, what's the quantum state of all the particles? Or, you know, what's the uh, the wave function? What's the state of the wave function right now? That you can talk about. And that determines probabilities. Oh, I see. So you're describing kind of how physicists see the universe. They don't see it as, um, they see it as, a, as a, this kind of sequence of, of snapshots of how things are arranged. Yeah, for example, think about the Schrodinger equation. The Schrodinger equation, famous equation, describes how a particle's wave function um, moves through time, right? And it tells you how it moves. It says, if you have this wave function now and you experience this, then your wave function will be that later, right? And so that's that's what physics tries to do. Or or go back to the, me- the mechanical example of a ball going through the air, right? It tells you, well, you, you shot your ball in this direction. Where is your ball going to be in the future? So that's the role of time in physics, right? It's to predict the future snapshots. Oh, I see. So to you guys, time is like a like an input that tells you what the universe is likely to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you to you it's an input. It's not like a an output or something that you can vary or that it is affected by the all the other variables. Yeah, exactly. And so, for example, you want to predict the flight of your ball, it's an input. You can dial that knob and say, I want to know where the ball is going to be in one second or five seconds or 8.29 seconds or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of that knob. The thing we don't, the thing that that doesn't explain at all is like, why does it only go forwards and who's controlling how fast that knob is turning or why do we have time at all? Why don't we just have a static universe that's just sort of like there, you know? It's, right. But the first step, of course, is just try to describe it. And then you can build from that and try to answer some of these questions. What do you mean? Like, how come we don't have a static universe? Like, um, Why do we have time at all? Boom, right? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Like, Well, I know there's this idea that time is the fourth dimension. So we have three dimensions, up, down, left, and right, backwards and forwards. And maybe time is just another direction of the universe. And so we... And I think the idea is that we do sort of exist in this 
a state of being still in all four dimensions, but it just so happens that we somehow feel one of the dimensions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love the it just so happens part of that explanation, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the hardest part. I'll just yada 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 over that bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my Nobel Prize Nobel Prize winning paper. Officer, it just so happens I was going 90 miles an hour. Um, you know, I can't explain it. No, you're right. Um, time is sometimes thought of as the fourth dimension. And so let's mm-hmm. dig into that a little bit. What does that mean? Why do we think okay. of it that way? We think of it that way because it's helpful mathematically. Like when Einstein was developing his theory of special relativity, and we talked all about time dilation and stuff like that on a previous episode, he discovered that the equations have a certain symmetry. They, they look really nice, like that you can write them down really simply and compactly if you include time as the fourth dimension of this larger concept he called space-time. So he took three dimensions mm. of space, he tacked on a fourth dimension, which is time, and he constructed this thing called space-time. And because right. your perception of time depends on where you are in space and how fast you are moving through space, the equations get much simpler if you think about all four dimensions in that way, right? If you think about time parallel to space in that way. Right. And that's a clue. When you write down equations and they become simpler, if you think about them a certain way, that's a clue from the universe that it's maybe the right way to think about things. Okay, so that's um, that's time as a different dimension. Let's get more into it. Let's go down that rabbit hole. But first, let's take a quick break. You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house when you realize, wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like how you feel when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless while Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording all this? So it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Personally, I've used Mint Mobile and the calls are always so crisp and so clear. All of their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's time to ditch your overpriced wireless and go with Mint Mobile's limited time deal for three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash universe. That's mintmobile.com slash universe. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Slower speeds above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities, but it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So I think it's fun to think about time as the fourth dimension, but it's also kind of a, a trick, right? It's not, it doesn't really fit. So wait, so the idea that it's a fourth dimension, you're saying, uh, came from mathematical convenience by yeah. Einstein? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it, it, it was just easier to treat it like a dimension. Yeah, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, blow that off. Mathematical convenience is not a small thing. You know, the whole goal of physics, remember, is to like write down an equation of the universe in one line. Mm -hmm. And so if you can write things more simply, that's a clue that it's probably more correct. It's more, it's like a deeper understanding. So yeah, he discovered that if you write things down with time as sort of the fourth column of your vector, then a lot of the equations are simpler to write down. There's, There's a connection, there's a symmetry there, right? We talked about symmetry in another episode. You can treat time the same way you treat space in many ways. Mm-hmm. And that's that's tempting because you think, oh, well, that answers the question. Time is just another dimension, right? But it doesn't answer the question because it's not just another dimension, right? You know time is not space, right? Time, what, what does that mean? Time is not space. Well, for example, time is money. you can move forwards and backwards in space, right? You can go left, you can go right. You have some control over it. You can't do that with time. But isn't it just sort of a, a matter of perspective? Like I... Th- like in in the grand scheme of the history of the universe, um, you know, I existed for this amount of time, but while I'm living it, I can only go forward. I can only get the experience of moving forward in time. Yeah, that's true. But technically, and I sort of existed all throughout my life in space time. You existed all throughout your life, yeah, but you mm-hmm. don't exist all throughout time, right? Now, there's no limit to where you can visit in space. You can go from here to there to the other places. But in time, you can only visit between your birth and your death. And you can only go to each time once, right? That's not true for space. I imagine there are lots of places you go to many, many times, like your refrigerator or your bed, right? Um, mm. You visit those places many times. So space is quite mm. different from time, right? There's a special... I can do loops in, in space, but I can't do loops in time. Exactly. And time, time has this special difference, right? The now, right? There's no now in space. I mean, I'm here, I'm there, you're over here, but there's no, there's no special um, location in space. But time has this special location, this thing we call now, which exists mm. weirdly and slides forward weirdly. So I was saying earlier, why, why isn't the universe static? Why is time move forwards? Why isn't it just stuck at T equals zero and nothing happens? What's pushing it right. forward? What's turning the engine of the universe, right? I guess what I mean is, you know, if time is, you can treat it as a fourth dimension, then, you know, our experience of the universe is that time is constant and you and, and, um, it moves at a steady pace mm-hmm. and that um, 
you, you were only going forwards in it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in space, you're saying we can go backwards. But what if I just kind of take another dimension and use that as my kind of ticker? In which dimension would you use as your clock? I, I don't know. Uh, up, up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So you'd be like, "Hey, uh, let's have lunch at uh, x equals five meters or something." Yeah, I'll, I don't know. Or you know, kind of mathematically, <laughs> what would that mean? Uh, no, but they're, uh, they're different. Another... Right? Time and space are not the same. You can't just swap out time for space um, because mm. you don't have the same freedom in time as you do in space, right? If if space were moved always forward the way time did, like you could never go back to anywhere, right? You'd be like, oh yeah, hey, I had lunch and now it's sort of sliding slowly away from me. You know, um, it'd be pretty weird. But it's a very natural experience. Oh, I see. You're more limited in the time dimension. Exactly. There's some extra rules that seem to apply to the time dimension that don't apply to the other dimensions. And that's oh. weird. And anytime we see symmetries, we're like, cool. But then when those symmetries are broken, we're like, okay, time is like the other dimensions, but it's different. Then we ask, right. why is it different? How is it different? What makes it different? Because that's the uh, clue to solve the, the other puzzle, right? Okay, so time is, it, it is sort of a fourth dimension, but there are special rules that apply to it that makes us think that maybe it's not really a fourth dimension. Maybe it's just like a mathematical... Um, uh, kludge, right? Yeah, or maybe there's two kinds of dimensions. There are space dimensions and time dimensions, right? Oh. And, yeah. And maybe there are there other kinds other of dimensions, dimensions we haven't imagined yet, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's that's the kind of mind-blowing, like, look at the universe in a different way discovery that I always hope to make in science, you know, to, like, crack something open that's so deep that it, like, nobody gets it but the stoners, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so what are these rules? The rules are that you can only you can't visit two times in your you know you can't go back in time. You can't make loops, and it can only go forward. Are those mainly the main restrictions here with time? Yeah, exactly. Those are the main restrictions, and I think the goal of physics and the goal of our podcast is is to try to understand where that comes from. Like, can we look at the laws of physics and say, oh, that comes from this? You know, like the way we can look at the laws of quantum mechanics and from that understand the way hydrogen works or whatever. We want to look at the laws of physics and say, do they require this behavior? Is it necessary? What does it come from at its deepest level, right? The problem is Mm. when we look at laws of physics, we don't get those kinds of clues. When we look at the laws of physics, we don't. So the equations in your model of the universe... Uh, don't tell you that there should be restrictions in time. Yeah, let's go back to those equations about like the ball moving, right? Imagine mm-hmm. you uh, throw a ball in the like air. Like F equals MA, right? You're talking F about equals MA. F equals MA, mm-hmm. yeah. Basic stuff, right? You throw a ball in the air, it goes up and it comes down. Let's start with the simplest case where there's no air resistance, right? Its path up and its path down are going to be very similar. In fact, if somebody took a video of that and then played it backwards they couldn't tell whether the video was going forwards or backwards, right? Physicists analyzing the motion of the ball couldn't tell you whether the video was going forwards or backwards. Oh. So if you fed it a time, like if you gave it time, it would give you the same output whether you put negative time or positive time. Exactly. Kind of how it breaks down, right? Exactly, because the equations work in both directions, right? The equations have time in them. They tell you how things change with time, but... They work the same forwards and backwards. So they don't tell you which way the universe should run. Right? They tell you oh. how the universe changes with time, but they don't say why it has to go forwards and not backwards, or why it has to go anywhere at all, or, or why it can't go forwards right. and then backwards. Right? So if the equations of the universe really represent the universe, then the universe 
would, uh, is, is okay with traveling backwards in time. You're saying exactly. the, the equations sort of say like, hey, you want to go backwards in time? Sure, here's what would happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like you were saying earlier, it's like an input. You know, imagine you're doing some calculation and the calculation is a function of position and time, right? You want to know uh, how many balls are at this location at this time, right? You, you drop a thousand balls into a box and you're wondering like how many balls are at this location this time. You can ask that question mm-hmm. of any point in space and any point in time, right? You can take the current configuration and you can evolve it forwards or evolve it backwards. The laws allow for all of that. But for some reason, the, there, there's a difference in the way it actually works in the real world, right? Things slide forwards in time and we don't know why. But you, there's no restriction on the space parts, right? The, the equations are functions of space and time, but there's this like extra restriction on the time part of it when it comes to like actually implementing the universe. Right. It's kind of like um, we have the now, and if all we had was now, the equations would let us tell what happened before in negative time, and it would let us tell us what happens forward in time, right? Exactly. The equations would, yeah. But, but somehow our experience... We, we only have experience of the stuff that happened in negative time. That's right. We only remember the past, right? That's the weird part, right? The past, we mm. can remember. We have access to it. Um, it affects us. The future, we can't. And, and, and most of the laws of physics, is a asterisk there, most of the laws of physics are totally symmetric, right? They don't care whether the universe is going forwards or backwards. They're happy to do either oh, one. Wow. So that's the mystery is... The um, time would be sort of a fourth dimension, but there are some rules, but they, those rules are sort of not in the equations of the universe. Yeah. That's weird. That's the game. But with an asterisk, you're saying. There's an there asterisk. There are exceptions. Right, yeah. So the game is figure out if the laws of physics that we know of, that we've discovered, that we've you know written down, if those require things to move forwards. Um, and mm. if so, you know, does that give us a clue as to why it's happening? Or maybe there are other laws of physics out there that are much more sensitive to time that are the ones making time go forward. What do you mean? Like, So you're looking for something in the equations that would require time to only move forward. What does that mean? Like um, if you put negative time, it should break? or, <laughs> or yeah. yeah, exactly. Like let's think about right. that. Are there, is there anything in physics that does require time to move forward? So let's go back to that ball example, right? I said if you throw a ball in the air... Um, you can't tell whether the video of that ball in the air goes forwards or backwards. And when we did that, I said, ignore air resistance. And that's for an important reason, right? Because air resistance changes the flight of the ball, right? It slows it down. Mm-hmm. So that in reality, if you throw a ball in the air, right, um, it's going to slow down. And so you can tell the difference between going forwards and going backwards, right? Right. Because there's a, there's like, you lose some heat or you lose some energy mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in reality, right? Yeah. It's probably similar to think about like dropping a ball. You know, if you drop a ball and there's no friction, it's going to come all the way up to where you, where you dropped it from. If you drop a ball and there is air resistance, it's going to lose some energy to bumping against all the air molecules, right? It's not going to come up quite as high as you dropped it. If you just keep letting it bounce, right. eventually it's just going to dribble down and stop, right? Right. And that one, that one, if you played it backwards, you would be able to tell the difference. Exactly. That one, if you played it backwards. And that's the case for most things, right? So where does that come from? Well, that comes from entropy, right? That comes from heat. The heat really there is the key. It turns out that the universe likes to go from organized to disorganized, right? And that's this concept we call entropy. Yeah, I've heard of this before, but before we dive in, let's take a short break. 
The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities, but it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right, it's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What do you mean when you say that the universe likes entropy or that it likes to go from order to disorder? What is that? What does the liking mean? It means that if the universe had a bedroom, it would be a mess, right? And it would never <laughs> want to clean it up. <laughs> no, it's uh, obviously... But that's just our experience of it. Like maybe, what if there are aliens out there who experience time backwards? And they're like, why does the universe like order? Yes, you know, Everything yes, we see seems yes. to get ordered. Exactly. So there's a big flaw in this argument. But let's put a pin in that and, and come back to it once we've done constructing the argument. Then we can take oh, it right, apart. Right. Um, yeah, so you're right. I what does it mean that the right. universe uh, likes it? Well, it just means that we've noticed, we've observed that disorder increases, right? For example, the classic example is you have a box and you put, put a bunch of gas particles in the corner, Right, that's very organized. Uh-huh. It's like only one way to arrange, or a few ways to arrange gas particles in the corner. What happens if you run the clock forward, if you let that go? Well, if they're not totally frozen, they're going to spread out through the box, right? It's like if you pour water onto a surface, uh, it spreads out. I see. Things, like, right. things tend to go from organized configurations to disorganized. And that's just an observation. Right. That's not a deep insight into the universe. It says, here's what we've seen. Right. You, you notice that there's a correlation between 
positive time and messiness. Exactly. And that's called the second law of thermodynamics, right? It says that entropy always increases. Entropy is a measure of disorder, right? So things are basically right. always spreading out and, um, and getting more diffuse, right? And that's the whole universe right. is doing that, right? The universe, like on a grand scale, is spreading out and getting smoother and stuff like that. Is it a law-law, like an equation, or is it more like an observation, right? It's more like uh, we've never seen something get unmessy with positive time. Yeah, there's a, that's a great question. It's a really deep question. I love that question. I think the answer is this. Um, the answer is that it's an observation. It's something we've noticed and we've never really seen it broken. And so we thought, well, this must be important. So let's write that mm. down. Right? Let's call that a law because it's something we've noticed happens all the time. Now you can it ask, never gets broken. why is that? Does that reveal something deeper about the universe? Can we explain that from something else? And if you dig into like statistical mechanics, you can derive the second law of thermodynamics from simpler assumptions. Like if you say every possible configuration of the universe has equal probability, then it turns out there are more messy, messy configurations than unmessy ones, right? Like there's a thousand ways to have gas particles spread out through a box, but there's only a couple ways to have them stuck in the corner. So it's just more likely... To, to end up with the messy ones because there are more messy configurations. Mm. But that's sort of a cop-out. I mean, it's just sort of another way to state that is to say, well, we, you can call this a deeper understanding, but it's also just like a posture that we came up with so that we could derive the second law which we've observed, right? You're, you're basically down to the same argument. You're saying, you're basically saying that the reason we have entropy is that um, when you move forward in times, you go to the most likely scenario. But then exactly. you can ask, why does when you go forward in time, do you go to the most likely Exactly. Scenario? It's just a restatement, really. It's a mm. s- sort of more fundamental statement of the same basic observation that things go from organized to messy, right? And, um, okay. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so, so we were looking for um, like something in the laws of physics that told us why po- going forwards in time is, is preferred. And you're saying we have this observation that it always does, and it's somehow related to chaos and order and messiness. That's right. And so this is like the only thing we can really get our fingers on. You know, everything else in physics is time symmetric. And there's another asterisk there. There are some things in particle physics which are time asymmetric. Those are really, really small effects and we we don't really think that that can explain the direction of time. Um, But we can Mm -hmm. cover that in a whole other podcast topic sometime. But basically entropy is the big one. Entropy is the only law that like clearly, as you say, has a correlation. But that's the key. You made this point, which I think is very insightful, was that there's a correlation. It's not causation, right? Right. We know they're related, but what's the connection between them? That's what you're looking for, right? Exactly. That would be something that explains why time can only go forward. Right, exactly. So if you just take the second law and you add it to the rest of physics, you could say, okay, there's a correlation between time and messiness. So either the universe has to go forward in time and get messier, or the universe has to go backwards in time and get less messy, right? The, the second law of physics allows for both, right? So it doesn't actually tell you why time goes forwards. Oh. It just says, well, if you pick forwards, then this is going to happen. If you pick backwards, that's going to happen, and there's a difference. Oh. So it breaks the symmetry of forward and backwards, but it doesn't pick one. Or, or if you assume that messiness is kind of where the universe prefers to be, then that tells you that forward time is the preferred thing in the universe. Yeah. And it doesn't even tell you that entropy determines time, right? It just tells you they're connected. There could be something else, something deeper, 
which causes both um, time and entropy, right? That's the whole problem with like right. correlations, you know? You can find correlations between, between lots of things. It doesn't explain it, right? What's uh, <laughs> some of those famous things like, um, you know, global warming is correlated with the decrease in the number of piracy events worldwide, right? Does that mean right. that pirates kept global warming at bay for hundreds of years? Certainly not, right? Um, so right. we know time and entropy are correlated. We don't know if entropy causes time or the other way or if something else deeper that we haven't even thought about oh. yet. Um, or maybe it's just random. Like maybe it's a random connection like pirates and global warming. <laughs> I think we've observed it in, in great enough detail that we know it better than pirates and global warming. Um, but uh, I love looking at these correlations. You know, there's like a, a correlation between the number of movies Nicolas Cage has done and the number of people <laughs> per year that die because they're twisted in their own bed sheets. <laughs> so like, they're correlated. Those they're two correlated. things. Those two things. Like when correlated. one goes up, the other one goes up. Yeah, exactly. Or they have, right? That doesn't mean mm. they're going to continue in the future, right? That's the problem with these observational correlations. They don't tell you. If you don't understand the mechanism of it, you can't really argue that they're connected. They could just be chance, right? Um, I mean, right, sometimes there yeah. there are connections. Like you know that the, um, the consumption of ice cream is very well correlated with the number of murders. What? Yeah, well, people kill people more in the summer, I guess, because they're grumpier and they're sweaty and hot. Um, people also eat ice cream in the summer, right? So the same, some root cause um, is in charge of both ice cream consumption and murder rates, right? Um, it doesn't mean that ice cream causes murder, right? That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. I mean, of. physicists don't understand everything. <laughs> That's right. The fourth law of thermodynamics, ice cream causes murder. Oh. Um, Okay, so entropy is our only kind of clue, you're saying. Yeah. And there's three possibilities. Either time and entropy are uh, not at all connected. They just happen to go in the same direction. Uh, or they are uh, both the result of something else deeper about the universe. Or maybe one causes the other. Or Right? Yeah, exactly. So directly and, connected. And we don't know. And we don't even know if there is much of a connection. And if, you know... There's a lot of deep questions there. Like, if time is because of entropy, then, like, what happens when the universe reaches maximum entropy? Because, you know, if entropy mm. is always increasing and time is going forwards, then there's no rewind, right? The universe marches forward towards messier and messier. And eventually, you reach the heat death of the universe when everything is perfectly spread out, right? Perfectly disorganized. There's no structures at all. Does time stop? Does time turn around and go the other way? Like... You know, just saying time is connected to entropy doesn't answer most of the deepest questions. Does mm, time quit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people have theories that time um, stops and turns around, right? And the universe then goes towards more organized configurations, like maybe. Oh. Um, I love reading about theories of time because people really go bonkers. One of my favorites <laughs> is that is is a guy who asked the question: Okay, we have three or more dimensions of space. Why should we have only one dimension of time, right? Whoa. Like, what if you had two dimensions of time? That's pretty uh -huh. hard to think about, which is weird because it's not so hard to think about two dimensions of space. You think of it like, you know, a plane instead of a line. But it's pretty right. hard to think about two dimensions of time. Like, I'll meet you at 3 o'clock in, in north and, you know, 4.15 east-west. Like, what does that even mean? What is before <laughs> and after, Right. Ah, oh, you could have time coordinates. Yeah, yeah. You could have multiple dimensions oh. of time. Um, oh. Isn't or, that sort of like a multiverse argument then? Like there's maybe parallel universes besides this one? Well, that's a bit of a cop-out, right? Saying 
maybe there's every configuration and our universe just happens to have one coordinate of time and that's the explanation. I think there must be a deep reason. There must be a, um, something revealing about the, the structure of the universe as we've discovered it. There's, it's got to be a clue as to the way the things actually work. You know, and wow. I suspect that it's a it's going to be a really deep answer that when we figure it out, it's going to show us that the universe works really differently from the way we imagined that uh, huge parts oh. of our life um, and the way we live and the things we think are fundamental about the universe are accidents or just constructs. Right. They are timely accidents. <laughs> That's right. It took a lot of time, but eventually we, we created this illusion <laughs> of the universe. Yeah. Wow. All right. So then we we haven't really answered the question. I mean, um, it sounds like there is no answer, right? Like, why does time only go forwards? We know it's related to entropy, but we don't really know the connection. And that's that's kind of as far as we know. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who thought about this much more deeply than I have. Sean Carroll, Carlo Rovelli, these folks have written whole books on time. Uh, But in my view, the argument mostly boils down to, you know, either it's connected to entropy, which I, I don't find that convincing an explanation for why it goes forwards, right? Or that space and time itself are illusions and they come out of something deeper and, uh, you know, and, and we need to dig deeper to understand like the string theory of the universe or the quantum loops that make up the fabric of space and, and, and time itself. Um, so we were pretty, pretty clueless as a field. It's, a, it's a definitely an open topic. Right. Well, until we figure it out, I hope that people out there don't lose it and they, that they make the best use of it, right? Yeah, but it's not a waste of time to think about time. <laughs> it just takes a little bit of time. <laughs> That's right. But it's about time. And now it's time to end the podcast. That's right. So thanks for listening. And if you have questions about big, basic, fundamental questions of the universe, send them to us. We'd love to dig into them and explore our ignorance and the ignorance of modern physics. So send us your questions at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Or see you last time, we should say. Oh, see you last. <laughs> see you. Hmm. See you anytime. See, see, see anytime. That's right. Thanks for listening. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge. That's one word. Or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Thanks for listening. And remember that Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. 
business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more.